This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the May 1st, 2023 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. A judge is requiring that Hunter Biden attend a court hearing in Arkansas on non-payment of child support for a child that DNA results proved as his. Hunter seems to be fighting supporting his offspring. Hunter's lawyers met with federal prosecutors to see where the Fed's case stands. I've thought for a long time he would plead to a lesser charge to get the case behind him and keep more bad stuff from being revealed. Speaking of the 2024 presidential election, the smart money always says that the vice presidential candidate does not move the needle on the election. If doddering Joe Biden is the nominee for president and feckless Kamala Harris is the nominee for vice president, then I think she might move the needle. I think you can guess what, which direction. The defamation civil trial may not be going well for Trump. This is where he allegedly said a woman was lying when she claimed he raped her back in the 90s. I waffle on this next one, big time. But I'm starting to get the feeling in 2024 when we go to the polls that neither Trump nor Biden will be the presidential candidate. In 1955, 14-year-old black child Emmett Till was lynched and the white men accused of the lynching were acquitted by a white jury. Till was lynched for allegedly grabbing a lady. She recently died and there are stories that she says she lied about what happened whether or not he grabbed her as she described. I guess I'm supposed to be outraged that she may have lied. I'm more outraged that grabbing a woman was a lynching offense. Not surprised because we know things were bad then, but outraged. COVID-19 weekly U.S. deaths have dropped to around 1,000. Still a lot, but wow, much lower than even a month ago when COVID deaths were 2,000 U.S. deaths per week. The NFL draft is over. I'm amazed that the Patriots did not take a tight end since they only have two and both have contracts that expire next winter. Still a very good draft for the Patriots. We are running up against another debt limit crisis. The House of Representatives Republicans passed a bill with a debt limit increase, but the bill also called for spending cuts. While many are yelling that they don't like the bill, the fact that Republicans passed the bill gives them an edge, an edge that usually the Democrats have. Voting against the bill or Biden not signing it means no increase in the debt limit unless another bill is created. If nothing else, this bill may force President Biden to talk to Speaker of the House McCarthy. Moving on. West Virginia Governor Jim Justice is running for the Republican nomination for senator for the seat currently held by Senator Joe Manchin. This could end up being a bank shot. Manchin would likely lose to Governor Justice. I do think Manchin is considering a run for the presidency as either a Democrat or an independent. Might the Jim Justice challenge make it more likely Manchin will run for president? If I were Joe Manchin, I would not declare for the Senate, but raise a bunch of money for the race. I believe that is legal. I would posture as a moderate, which he is, but with the eye of a presidential run. My argument is we have about a year before the primaries wind down in the Democratic nominating process. Between now and then, doddering Biden will become, well, more doddering. 
and Hunter Biden is, is a possible conduit for unseemly influence information to come out about the Biden family. While the left-wing fanatics, much like the far right, have outsized influence in the Democratic Party, at some point the reasonable people weigh in. That is how Biden got the nomination in 2020. If Biden falls to the side, most of the ones next up are either awful, Kamala Harris, or far left, Warren, Sanders, Newsom, God, maybe even AOC, or both. Manchin would be a return to reasonableness, and if he were the nominee, would give Democrats the best chance at winning in the general election. Since Manchin is smarter than me, I think he knows all this. The question is, would the gobbledygook media allow the nomination of a moderate nominee, one who is not far left? While we are on the presidential election, I clearly blow hot and cold on the possibility of Trump winning the Republican nomination. Not on whether or not I want him to, I don't, but on whether he can win. I think the current rape trial will hurt him as body blows do in a boxing match. Not a clear impact, but a weakening. And with all the possible legal issues, some legit like the Mar-a-Lago document case, some not legit like the Manhattan DA case, Will people grow even more tired of him? As an FYI, this far from before the nominating process, we seldom know who will get the nomination. We think we know, but we do not. No one would have guessed Bill Clinton in 92 or Trump in 2016 or Biden in 2020. MSNBC has the link piece by Hayes Brown titled, The Debt Ceiling is Entirely Arbitrary and the GOP Knows It. I think it's a good read, because you get the idea how smart people can push forward dumb ideas. The opening paragraph is, quote, Before House Republicans narrowly passed a bill Wednesday that would include raising debt, the debt ceiling in exchange for a new round of shredding America's social safety net, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, representative from Louisiana, offered up a folksy summation of the issue. President Joe Biden, he said, has, quote, maxed out the nation's credit card, end quote. The author disagrees with the House Majority Leader and says what our government is facing is not maxing out the credit card, but rather getting an unlimited limit from the bank, but the individual choosing to have a limit and periodically balking at raising the limit. I have a few issues with his reasoning on that issue and with the article in general. One, he suggests we don't really have an unlimited credit card. Is that correct? Maybe on the surface. No actual number exists other than what Congress chooses to impose. But the nation's credit card is not a piece of plastic that the issue, issuer says your debt is unlimited. Rather, the reality of our debt limit is our ability to go to the credit markets periodically and borrow money. That's a bit different. Two, the author says we did not used to have a debt limit. True. Just as true as saying when I was eight, I was not on a diet. When I was eight, I was not fat. Now I make John Goodman look svelte. Our government used to have a goal of balancing the budget, of not spending more than we took in. Now it is party time. And yes, as the title of the article says, it is arbitrary. The limit is arbitrary. Many, if not most, goals or limits in life are arbitrary. A 70 mile per hour speed limit is arbitrary. Why not 71? 
If that is a key argument, I think it is basically saying, yeah, we got nothing. Three, but my biggest problem with the piece is with the use of the word shredding in the article. Let's expand on this. To start with, I, wonder, I wanted to understand what was involved in the, quote, shredding of America's social net, end quote, because that sounds bad. I followed a link to an article in the same MSNBC article, but no shredding details. That article linked to an embassy or MSNBC article titled GOP-led House Passes Bill to Hike Debt Limit and Slash Spending. Okay, let's look there. Lots of slash words, but no numbers. Shouldn't there be numbers? What is slash to some, maybe MSNBC listeners, might be sensible cuts to others given that we are running an annual deficit of about $1.5 trillion on top of the total de deficit of maybe $30 trillion. Quick, how many zeros in $1 trillion? I think it is 12. Liberals might say the number of zeros is meaningless because a zero is nothing, but I took math courses. Since MSNBC is playing hide the ball and just wants to yell shred or slash, let's look elsewhere for what the bill calls for. I linked to a roll call piece by Lindsay McPherson titled House Passes $1.5 Trillion Debt Limit Increase Spending Cuts. A few points from her article. Discretionary spending was capped at $1.47 trillion for fiscal 2024 and allowed to grow 1% a year. Note, that is, as it says, discretionary spending. Social Security, Medicaid, and Medicare are not discretionary. Repealing many energy tax credits from a recent 2022 law. Res, quote, rescinding unobligated IRS tax enforcement and climate-related grant funds from the 2022 law and unspent COVID-19 relief from various pandemic-era aid packages, end quote. Nixing Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. Increasing work requirements for some welfare programs. Requiring changes to the permitting of energy projects. Quote, requiring congressional authorization for major administration regulatory initiatives. Four Republicans did not vote for the bill because they felt it only slowed the increase in the deficit. Quote, Republican Representative Biggs agreed saying in a statement that the measure only lowers the projected gross national debt a decade from now from $52 trillion to $47 trillion, end quote. Representative Gates said, quote, gaslighting nearly $50 trillion in debt to America is something my conscience cannot abide at this time, end quote. Shreds. Is anyone getting a shred vibe? I'm not. Sure, some, some may not like a few of the provisions, but shreds? My intent in sharing my views on the debt ceiling piece was less about the specifics because they seem obvious. We are playing fast and loose with money that will turn our currency into funny money and the results of our recklessness will haunt our children. Rather, my intent is to point out the cavalier way that words are, described, are used to describe things without even a head fake to the underlying facts. I keep wondering if I will continue this podcast. Today is one reason I continue to do the podcast. 
Our country is in danger, and I don't think we can put all the blame on our elected leaders. Because many of the politicians giving away free shit would not be elected if they did not promise to give away free shit and deliver on the promise to give away free shit. The electorate is part of the problem. My job is to point this out. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.